Taiwan reported one new local COVID case on Tuesday, a man in his 60s who is thought to have not been infected recently. The man's high CT value of 33.1 indicates he had a low viral load and two tests came back negative after his positive test. He has been classified as an old infection. Meanwhile, bookings opened up on Tuesday for second shots of AstraZeneca and Moderna in round 12. Borough wardens and pharmacists report that many people turned up seeking help in booking the jab. Taiwan reported one new local COVID infection on Tuesday, a man in his 60s who presented a CT value of 33.1. Officials say that although he later tested negative twice in nucleic acid tests, they will still list the man as a COVID case. His CT value was very high, and he later tested negative twice. His viral load was very low, and he turned negative very fast. We're preliminarily considering it to be an old infection. Officials say the man may have been infected a long time ago, meaning he posed little risk to the community. With Taiwan's epidemic under control, the task at hand is boosting vaccine coverage. As of Monday, 63.5% of Taiwan's population has received at least one shot of a COVID vaccine. Appointments are now available for the 12th round of vaccinations. The phone rings off the hook with people asking the borough warden for help booking a second shot of AstraZeneca. Appointments filled up quickly on the system, and some residents mixed up the opening time. Not even I can remember the times. We have different schedules for AstraZeneca, Pfizer and Moderna. The messiest thing about the 12th round of vaccination is that all these brands are available in it. Three brands of COVID vaccines will be administered in the 12th round of vaccinations. That's about 1.358 million Pfizer doses, 960,000 AstraZeneca doses and 662,000 Moderna doses. Slots for making appointments for each of them have been scheduled on different days and at different times. Borough wardens and even pharmacies have come out to help locals book their shots. For many, the time has come for the long-awaited second shot of Moderna. To secure an appointment at a nearby vaccination site, some members of the public turned up at pharmacies to get the help of an expert in the booking process. It's been three months since July 15th. That's more than 12 weeks. I don't know if there will still be protection. I just can't say. When we were booking the shots, the time slots did indeed fill up fast. Appointments on the 1922 website became available at 2 p.m. Some people came over to the pharmacy before 2 to wait. The 12th round of vaccinations will kick off on October 22nd, and all of Taiwan is mobilizing. With more vaccines due to go in arms than on any previous round, Taiwan is inching closer to 70% single-dose coverage. Taiwan lifted its ban on eating and drinking at airports starting Tuesday, as COVID dwindles in Taiwan. That means passengers traveling abroad will be able to enjoy a meal at the airport right before hopping on the plane. Over at Taoyuan International Airport, eateries in the departures area are reopening with dividers on tables and frequent disinfection.
It's early in the morning at Taoyuan's International Airport and some travellers are having breakfast at a food court. Since Tuesday, eating and drinking is once again allowed in the departures area. Passengers say it's a change for the better. It feels more like I'm actually going abroad. At least you don't have to eat breakfast before checking in. You can eat it in the airport. Eating here is so much more convenient. With COVID receding in Taiwan, the government has relaxed restrictions at airports. After Taiwan's COVID outbreak in mid-May, eating and drinking have been forbidden at Taoyuan International Airport since June 9th. Now, four months later, so long as passengers can maintain a safe social distance, food and drink is once again on the menu, though not in the arrivals area. We've opened up several areas. Arriving passengers and air crew are managed separately and are still subject to restrictions. But we are now allowing passengers to eat in the airport at restaurants in the departure area. Currently, only 30% of food and drink businesses in the airport are operating normally, and that could go up to 50% with the easing of restrictions. The airport says it is confident that reallowing eating and drinking is a step in the right direction, as 95.6% of staff is already vaccinated. Food courts and table dividers will be disinfected regularly. The fundamentals of public health will remain firmly in place. Airport staff, travelers, and the general public will still have to keep vigilant and maintain a safe social distance while in the airport. Airport lounges will also reopen starting Wednesday, but travelers will be limited one to a seating area, and meals will be offered as individual servings. The lifting of the food and drink ban is not just making travel easier for passengers, but also revitalizing the airport's economy. Japan's deputy representative to Taiwan on Monday cautioned Taiwan against being overly optimistic of its bid to join the CPTPP, the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. The comments were addressed by several Taiwan officials on Tuesday who said Taiwan would do its best to join the trade bloc. Among them, National Development Council Minister Gong Mingxing says the Japanese officials' comments were simply a reminder for Taiwan to be proactive in negotiating deals to join the agreement. Taiwan only recently submitted an application to join the CPTPP, but Japan's deputy representative to Taiwan, Hoshino Mitsuaki, on Monday said Taiwan was being too optimistic about its prospects. When asked to comment on Hoshino's remarks, Premier Su Zhengchang and Economics Minister Wang Meihua said the following. The government will try to secure a spot and facilitate efforts to join anything and any organization that is beneficial to the Taiwanese people and to Taiwanese trade. We are very grateful that Japan welcomed our participation when we expressed our intentions to join the CPTPP. Moving forward, there are still many countries we will have to negotiate with. Of course, it won't be an easy matter. When asked by media, National Development Council Minister Kong Min-shin said he felt Japan would make efforts to help Taiwan join the trade bloc. Mr. Hoshino knows me well. We meet regularly. When we get together, he says that his main job in Taiwan, his most important task, is to help Taiwan join the CPTPP. Each country has its own areas of concern, so we have to be proactive and negotiate with each of them. Supporters say that joining the CPTPP would allow Taiwan to enjoy preferential tariff treatment and expand in foreign markets. For an export-oriented country like Taiwan, it's an opportunity to connect with international trade partners. 
For our part, we should be 100% prepared, and we should show that we are ready to other countries. That way, we can ask them to help us lay down some basic conditions. So if in its application process China asks other members to reject Taiwan's bid, or asks them to process Taiwan's application after its own, the other member countries will know how to respond. There are many challenges ahead for Taiwan's CPTPP bid, but that has not dampened efforts to join the trade bloc. Officials say joining the PAT could mark an important step forward for Taiwan's international trade relations. Well, Art Taipei, the annual International Contemporary Art Fair, is back in action. Collectors and viewers can enjoy contemporary artworks curated by more than 120 galleries in 16 countries. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a preview. Art Taipei will be held at the Taipei World Trade Center from October 22nd till 25th. Art Taipei 2021 will bring together the works of contemporary artists curated by more than 120 galleries. One highlight of the art show will be a special gallery called Art Power, which will showcase art pieces by 84 artists curated by 10 art galleries. There are many things that are out of our control due to the pandemic. We worked hard not only to take care of everyone's health, but also made early preparations to transport items from abroad to Taiwan. A total of 10 domestic galleries that we consider to be very important were invited to participate in the event during these unusual times. We hope that art can be a soothing force during the pandemic. Participating galleries will showcase art pieces through different art mediums, including painting, sculpture, photography, video, composite media installations, digital interaction, and more. We have specially selected artworks that can be copied and have different editions. These things are more in reach of the general public. The prices are relatively lower, making them accessible to ordinary people. Every gallery has its own history. Our 10 galleries all have international experience. These galleries are somewhat like athletes in the Olympics. We bring our experience and professionalism with us. We hope it can arouse more desire for people in Taiwan to appreciate art, while also appealing to the collectors who are hunting for treasure. We will present the works of 14 artists. What they have in common is that they all use painting as a creative medium, and all have been using art as a manner of self-reflection over the past two years during the pandemic. Art Taipei is an international contemporary art fair organized by the Taiwan Art Gallery Association, centering on 20th and 21st century artworks. Art Taipei 2021 will be held at the Taipei World Trade Center from October 22nd till October 25th. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shenhan in Taipei. As if there weren't enough reasons to visit Ilan, a new attraction just opened on the East Coast. Hanban Si Relay Station was once a Coast Guard outpost in the idyllic far south of the country. After a long time spent idle, it's now reborn as a tourist attraction. It features stunning views of the sea, a big swing on which you can sway your worries away, and souvenirs from local artists. This is the azure view from atop the relay station. Its boundless blue skies draw in visitors looking for perfect selfies. And there are some unconventional attractions too. Visitors can sit on this rainbow swing for a soothing rock while they admire the view. It's great, very leisurely. The biggest attractions are the swing, the sea, the building and the murals. 
Hanbin Relay Station is located in Aohua Village in the far south of Ilan. It is owned by Taiwan Cement and was converted with help from Heping Power Plant. Once an outpost for the Coast Guard, it's now converted into one of 12 Coast Guard sea relay stations nationwide, the only one built with corporate sponsorship. It hopes to promote marine education, raise pollution awareness, and support the economy of the local indigenous village. I make hair clips with woven belts. Indigenous woven belts attract tourists. It also gives us opportunities. If there is work close to home, of course people will stay in the village. It becomes a platform for cultural exchange. We can focus on the marine environment or even extend it to tourist sites in the village. The station creates jobs for local people and includes elements of indigenous culture. To attract visitors, the buildings have been remodeled and the big swing set up facing the sea. We're helping them to show the beauty of the village to more people. We also want to have a venue where we can raise awareness about marine waste issues. And there's something else. Now we believe the biggest symbol of environmental protection is solar storage facilities. There's so much sunshine here. How can we turn it into power? Using these storage systems, we can provide this power to the station to use in the evening. A part of the profits made by the new attraction will be donated to local elementary schools as an educational fund. The National Development Council on Tuesday presented nine startups that will represent Taiwan's entrepreneurship power, inter, uh, power international, uh, internationally. Sorry. The businesses encompass a wide variety of innovation in sectors ranging from travel to blockchain. Moving forward, the NDC will assist these startups in making a name for themselves outside Taiwan and increase Taiwan's visibility around the world. The National Development Council recently created Startup Island Taiwan, a joint branding effort with local startup companies to promote Taiwan's startup ecosystem. Among its projects is the Next Big Plan, which has nominated nine startups as representatives of Taiwan's entrepreneurial power. The NDC presented the project's lineup at an event on Tuesday, which was also attended by President Tsai Ing-wen. The nine startups selected this year make up Taiwan's first startup national team. They are a model for future generations to follow. The fields they cover include artificial intelligence, green energy, e-commerce, travel, and blockchain. It shows Taiwan's startups are developing in very diverse directions. The nine startups include leading electronic scooter brand Gogoro, online travel platform KK Day, live streaming and multiple media platform 17 Live, and omni-channel commerce platform 91 App. The firms have been brought together to promote the Startup Island Taiwan brand. Moving forward, the government will assist to market them overseas and help them expand into international markets. Over the past few years, the World Economic Forum has ranked us as one of its four highest rated super innovators in the world. That's two countries in Europe, one in America and one in Asia, which is us. As for the next generation startup representatives or groups, where or what exactly they are, today we can see the upcoming trends in phenomena. The first batch of startup representatives will bring the Taiwan brand to the world with support from the NDC. The program is a way to let the world know that Taiwan is not just about semiconductors, but also about innovation across a broad range of fields. 
West Texas Intermediate crude oil has hit a seven-year high of 83.63 U.S. dollars per barrel. Traders say West Texas Intermediate futures could hit 100 U.S. dollars and more as early as December. Taiwan market experts also see the continuation of soaring international oil prices in the future. Let's check in with one of them. The price of other energy sources like coal or natural gas are also surging, which also puts pressure on oil prices, especially in the case of coal. Coal shortages have got China rationing electricity, and the same is happening in India. These two big users of coal might switch to oil for electricity production, and so the price for oil could break 90 US dollars per barrel. Some people even say 100 US dollars. That possibility can't be ruled out. All along, we have pegged the price of oil to regional prices to dampen price surges. Additionally, we have a mechanism to stabilize oil prices so that when they exceed 30 NT per liter, the government will step in to absorb some of the related costs with consumers. For the rise's effect on other goods, we will be very cautious and will monitor the relevant situation. The economics minister said Taiwan had two mechanisms to dampen rapid rise, rises to oil prices. She said that even if prices surge internationally, Taiwan's government will step in to absorb the cost. Taiwanese singer Putad has dropped a new single titled Pingasanga. The word means nature in the language of the singer's Amis people. The dreamlike music video was shot entirely in Taitung, and it explores the power of nature and family. Reporter Stephanie Yang speaks to the singer and her production team about the new song. The music video begins with a spoken word piece by four generations of Ami's women. The next scene shows a woman floating on water. Putad, the Amis singer, said she drew inspiration from a near-death experience in the ocean 10 years ago. This is her new single, Pinaxanga. Putad hopes that when people watch the music video, they'll come to see the power of nature and family. The important is to tell the people how to respect the nature because I almost die because the, I don't respect the ocean and ocean just drag me out to the waves. The sense that I, I know how to respect the ocean. I, I got I gotta see the what's the Coringo and the, we gotta find the channel and paddle out. Now I surfing every day, but I every time I surfing I I know how to respect the ocean. The song and music video were produced by Small Island Big Song. Small Island Big Song was founded by Taiwanese producer Bao Bao Chen and Australian music producer and filmmaker Tim Cole in 2015. The two have recorded and filmed over 100 musicians across 16 island nations across the Pacific and Indian Oceans. The reason we started Small Island Big Song uh, was to connect Taiwanese indigenous people with the Austronesian diaspora because um, there's more and more evidence showing that Taiwan is actually the origin place of, of the Austronesian diaspora, which spread across the Pacific and Indian Ocean. 
And this song actually brings together seven different island nations from Taiwan, indigenous, to Madagascar, uh, Rapa Nui Easter Island, New Zealand. Um, and using, using this, this collaboration of, of music and songs is a, a pathway to, um, to speak about something they, they, they're concerned about. The start is really powerful where four generations of, of Patat's own, own family, her grandmother, her mother, herself and her daughter. Uh, the Amis are matriarchal um, societies, so they're saying we carry the, the story of our land through the generations. Um, but the song yeah, is about the power of nature, so she is singing to respect the power of nature, the law of nature, that it is greater than us. The director Hong Shiting said that the production took five months to brainstorm and shoot. Shooting amid a pandemic was a challenge. Shooting underwater is already very difficult. And then shooting underwater during COVID time was extremely challenging. But we hope that the energy we um, learn from the nature also can come into the, the, the story. The key point to take away, we hope, for the audience is to the love for nature and the love for for Ina, which means mother, and it could apply to our mother, ourselves, or the river, the ocean, or just the earth. And we hope that through this music video, through Puta's song and her voices, and the way she sings it, that we can translate energy into the music video and send that 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 love of nature to the world, especially during the pandemic time. We sometimes we say as hard it is, but the nature gets to breathe a little bit. So I think it's very meaningful for us to have this kind of production during this time. It's very therapeutic. Bao Bao and Tim say they're planning international tours. In January next year, they will go on a tour in America and Europe for 100 days. They hope to continue to tell inspiring stories of people across the Pacific and Indian Oceans. For Muslim News, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shenhan in Taipei. Taiwan tennis ace Xie Shuwei and her Belgian doubles partner Elise Mertens have secured a spot in the 2021 WTA Finals. This marks Xie's fourth time qualifying for the tournament. Previously, Xie made the WTA Finals in 2013 and 2014 with her Chinese doubles partner Peng Shuai and again in 2019 with her Czech partner Barbara Streetseva. This year, Xie and Mertens showed their dominance on the court Together, they, the duo conquered Wimbledon and Indian Wells, capturing the excitement of tennis fans around the world.